Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This is episode 75 for the week of May 28th, 2019. My name is Josh aka JK Fire and today I'm joined by the man who also had a day off, Will aka I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you on this Monday evening? I'm tired. Yeah? I had the day off, but I don't know what it was. I couldn't fall asleep last night. Oh, so I was up till like 3.30 in the morning playing, like, not playing anything, but I was watching, I turned on like a car show, watched some sports center, flipping channels, it just couldn't fall asleep, and it's wow. just, it's thrown <laughs> off my whole day. It feels weird. Car shows and sports center. Yeah. It was cool. Watched them, uh, they replaced a wheel bearing and a rear, uh, they were working on a Porsche, so that oh. was pretty cool. Okay. Uh, 2000 Porsche, and... Uh, yeah, replaced the wheel bearing, replaced uh, a bearing in the gearbox. Uh, they did a, they took a plastic center console and made it leather. Oh. Um, and they're spruce. They're basically, it's a show where they buy broken down, well, not broken down, but not perfect cars. They kind of do restorative Re- stuff yep, to it. Fix it up and then they uh, see how much they can flip it for at the end. Very nice. So, uh, yeah. And then, yeah, watched um, the baseball section. So I'm like, I'm wondering if they're going to talk about the twins because we're actually not that bad. We're not that bad. And we, uh, but the thing is, is like, even if we do have a good game, we are a middle market team. So we don't bring in a large crowd. There's not a large crowd to. We're not the Yankees. We're, we're not, not the, the Red Yankees. Sox. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't often get featured on SportsCenter. So I'm like, ah, I bet they're not going to show us. Gets to the end of the segment. Best in MLB shows Minnesota Twins thirty five and sixteen, um, and then we beat the White Sox that day seven to nothing. So they showed like homers after we're we're leading. Um, I think we 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 just have a ton of guys who are are hitting a lot of home runs, so it was kind of crazy. But yeah, no, I I stayed up till three four in the morning, and then my day's just been kind of off since then. Sure. Well. That's okay, because now it's time to talk about some Halo. Yeah. And we got a lot to talk about. Upcoming on this episode, we have Roster Manias in full force. Will is going to be talking about all of the wacky, bizarre changes that have been happening over the past week. Uh, Phase Clan and Tifu update. We're just going to talk quickly about something, some more news that came out in regards to that whole kerfuffle. Um, remembering a community legend... Tournaments are recapped, and finally, our DreamHack Dallas preview, because that's right, DreamHack Dallas is taking, well, take it, is coming up this weekend, super excited, but is potentially the final Halo 3 major tournament that's going to be taking place. Who knows? No, nothing's been announced after the fact. So, in the words of HGS Talk, we'll just have to wait and see. But before we get into any of that, Will, we would like to start the show with a moment of silence. For all the brave men and women who dedicated their lives to serving this country. So without further ado, Will, what do we usually start the show off with? Rostermania! It's Rostermania. Oh, is it? Yes, it is. (laughs) What do you got for us this week? Um, so there was only one name added to the free agent team list uh, over at Noob Combo. Okay. So uh, it's a free agent and the gamer tag is Milky Milk. Milky Milk. So uh, otherwise from the last four weeks, it's all been the same. 
Nobody coming off that you've noticed or nope. anything like that? Nope. All the same names are on it. All the same teams that have been on it for weeks. So um, I'm wondering if people just aren't updating their status. Sure. But someone obviously who's looking for a team would want to hop on this. So, Well, I reached out to... Um... I reached out to Moses this morning. Uh, also, happy birthday, Moses. We'll shout you out later in the show as well. But I reached out to him today because I'm like, if anybody has a list of rosters that are going to be at Dallas, it's going to be him, right? And unfortunately, he doesn't because things are changing so frequently. So it's nothing against him. It's just the nature of roster mania. Um, but he did say that uh, he believes roster deadline is Friday. So, like, the day, realistically, the day the tournament starts for, like, open. Sure. It's, so, we can't, there are going to be so many changes up until that point. It It is what it is, I guess, at this point. For sure. Um, let's move on. We have the Elevate roster issue. Uh, an update over on Twitter. And this was from Neighbor. And he states, was able to talk with Elevate CEO a few days ago, and I must give him a big shout out for fulfilling his end of the contract swiftly and professionally. Still bummed we aren't repping the Elevate org at DreamHack, but I wish them all the best. Heart emoji. We have Ace's team. We have a roster shake up there. This was posted by Matty Rums over at Noob Combo. And that article states, in what is probably the first of a few roster changes, Eco and Frosty are now teaming with Ace and Neighbor in a tweet by Ace. And the tweet states, new team, Frosty, Eco, Neighbor, and I may need a coach. See you all at DreamHack Dallas. Good luck and have fun, everyone. Ace and Neighbor were previously teaming with Penguin and Trippy, while Frosty and Eco were on the GMS roster with Fantasy and Gabriel. DreamHack just got even more interesting. And then Ace's team is now falling esports. That was another tweet um, over on Twitter. And it just said, what the hell happened to Penguin? All of this happened in the span of three days. All right. Um, this this is another thing. This wasn't what the tweet. That oh, wasn't what the tweet wait, stated. what? Oh, that's another. You, <laughs> this is a whole other separate thing, Will. Let me open the tweet. Oh, just stay so following the e- Yeah, following esports just put out a tweet. Welcome to our new Halo team, this upcoming DreamHack. Again, Ace, Eco, Frosty, and... Um, neighbor. Neighbor, yep. Moving on. Yes. I've read this all as one. It is okay. It is a lot. <laughs> so what happened to Penguin? All of this roster change happened within three days, and... Let's, let's just go through this. So, we have Lux Gaming over on Twitter was Omega, Wanward, Rain, and Gilkey. Yes. So Penguin then gets dropped from Ace's team. He tweeted, looks like I might not be going to Dallas. Free agent. Penguin then gets picked up by Lux Gaming, meaning Omega gets dropped. So the Lux Gaming roster is now Wanward, Rain, Gilkey, and Penguin. And then... That's that. That's that situation. Happened all in the span of three days. Yeah. Craziness. Omega got picked up. The, their full roster was announced. And they got dropped. Poor guy. Poor poor guy indeed. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving on to some other rosters here. Midwest Esports is now a Savage Cat. 
What happened to a strange cat, man? Come on. <laughs> you're you're you the one that screwed up that Kicked room. me out already. Uh, <laughs> Bad okay. Kid, J-Rock, and Paro? Pharaoh? It's Pharaoh. I think it's, we've done this before. We've we've done that before. Yes. Um, we have Guardians Gaming. This is Queen, Common, Black Halo God, and Name. We have Unify Esports. Now they have two teams. So the first one consists of Crane, Polarize, Blitzky, and Palshi. And the second team is Bandemonium, Janitors BR, The Reaper Life, and Night Fury. And then last but not least, we have MLG Man version 2, T. Holly, Vulcan, and Cook from Aspire. Very nice. Some confirmed rosters. Hopefully no one changes anything in the span of a week. Less than a week. Four days, realistically speaking. Hopefully there aren't too many changes up to that point. Let's hope so. I, I like, you know what? Short, quick rant here. Okay. When you're, when they're making these roster changes, right? We talk about it all the time. We're all about consistency. Okay. That's how we make our predictions. That's what we base our predictions off off of is consistency and how long people have been together as a team, their chemistry, so on and so forth. Right. All these teams that are making these changes so close to the event, they can't seriously believe they're going to get first, do they? Like, I've said the same argument before. How can how can you as I an mean, organization think you're going to get first when you have barely practiced together? I mean, there there is a thing to be said about natural skill and sure. what they've done previously. Sure. But I, I completely agree. And maybe they don't go into it with the mindset that they're going to be toxic. Maybe they're like, fourth place pays still pretty well still. Sure, or we're just going to have fun. Or we're going to have, yeah. Sure. We're going to go make our name be out there. We're, we're, we're still here. They can, Unify can say, hey, remember when Halo was down in the dumps and we were still there at events when and now it's at the top with Infinite and we're still here? Like, th- there's something to be said about these these orgs that are hanging on to Halo, so I do appreciate that. Yes. But, um, yeah, last-minute team changes are always concerning because you never know... Um. There's sometimes that you can get a good group of guys together, good other, good group, uh, a good team, and they're all individually skilled, but they just don't gel and they can't make it work. Right. So. We've seen that multiple times in, uh, like Halo Five specifically, and in, in other competitive games in general. So, we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, that's what we got for WrestleMania this week. Which means it's time for COD and other games. Watch, will. FaZe Clan, Tifu. FaZe Clan released a video. It was a seven-minute-long video talking about the contract situation. Did you happen to watch this video? Yes, I did. Okay. What are your thoughts? It's... Okay, so the, the contract definitely favors FaZe Clan. Absolutely. Did they act on it, though? They have not. Could they have? Yes. Could they still? Yes. Um, Tifu was sought out because he was good at the game, but did not have pop that popularity yet. He was not known yet. Right. It's an entry-level contract. What if Tifu would have flopped? FaZe would have been out a lot of money. FaZe would have been out the money. Um, it's one of those things where, man, um, it's a... It's a un it's an unregulated area. 
for this for this type of stuff for for contracts esports really isn't regulated there's no governing factor so the fact it, the fact of the matter is i don't think tifu has a leg to stand on here when unless that california law was broken but t- we're still waiting to hear from any of that right like from the lawyer side of things but in my I, eyes phase clan was never set up they're not a talent agency they are a they're like i don't know how to describe it other than like I know what they're you're talking they're, about. they're an organization a gaming organization right they're not a talent agency right now do they bring in players and people to promote them and all that yes but it's not the same i don't think it's right and that's that's going to be the uh, that's going to be in the like beholder of the judge right to determine whether or not they are a quote-unquote talent agency or just not that i guess you could say i guess one thing that worries me is that is a is a judge going to understand the nature of esports or is he just going to relate it to what's currently out there very true that could it, it could change the gaming industry and we might not see these organizations Unless they're Optic or something survive. Right. And Optic is being bought out anyway, so. Well. In the process of being. You get you get what I mean, though. Yeah, like, yeah. No, I completely understand. So, I I don't think I'm on anyone's side here. Sure. I feel like. I feel like. Tfue is doing this somewhat out of spite. Feels like it. they. They've stated that they've offered him many contracts where FaZe Clan got nothing. Yes, since September, I think it's in that video, right? They were talking about since September they were offering him alternatives. Yeah, and he denied them. I mean, if if it was really about the contract, they offered opportunities. They never collected on what he, what they could have from his prize winnings and what in his Twitch earnings. They never, they never did that. So I think another reason is he wants out completely, though. So instead of signing a different contract with FaZe, he just well, wants out of FaZe. I agree. I, I think he's at he's at the point where his popularity, he doesn't need an organization like that. He right. can be him out there on Twitch by himself. But what's to say how long that lasts? You know? Yeah. Like, is he is he going to be another ninja? Is he is he not? Like, how far could that possibly take him? We don't know. Like, this is, it's purely speculative. I mean... Fortnite could possibly fall off the edge at some point. Something goes horribly wrong. You never know. And then Tifu's what else? What does he? What does he have to fall back on? Right, exactly. And you and you see the a lot of the Fortnite community is upset basically with every patch that comes out. There was the vocal um, minority is. Speaking of Fortnite, I just wanted to mention this. Sure. I watched a video today where someone qualified for the World Cup mm-hmm. without ever picking up a gun. They, I mean, they used grenades sure. and dynamite, but that was it. They got in vehicle. They got in the ball. And oh, they my just, God. They just rolled around in the ball the whole time. They got mats. Can I just say that? So I don't play Fortnite. I don't. Like, I, the last time I played was... What season are they on now? Nine? Okay. The last time I probably played Fortnite was, what, season four or five, maybe? Yeah. A long time ago. Long time ago. So when I heard people talking about this ball thing, I'm like, what the fuck? What? Like, I heard they took off pumps. Like, yep. I get, okay, I get that. People are upset. Some people are happy. A lot of people are upset. Um, but then, yeah, then I heard about this ball thing that was coming in. And I'm like, what? And then I was watching Ninja's stream yesterday or the day before. And 
like he was doing qualifiers him and like what looked like 10 or more other people at the very end when the circle's moving were all in balls right i mean how do you not you have the the plunger thing on the end yeah for mobility yeah you're basically it's you're a wrecking ball yeah and you can get like it you don't take damage if they shoot the ball until no the it, until ball it takes breaks. damage yeah so that's it's 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 essentially extra shield i hate that thing um, i think that completely breaks what that game is the but then again the game keeps changing so who yeah. am i to say i don't even play it Fortnite is one of those games where they they cater to the casuals and the competitive community has to deal with what's brought in. Yeah. Um, The one thing I was going to say about the Tifu situation, just one thing that I wanted to talk about because uh, we put this new story in the show notes, is that um, it's the one thing that Will and I talked about what I believe was last week, where Tifu signed it. Okay, therefore, like, not necessarily taking sides in this situation, but at the same time, if you signed on the dotted line a legally abiding contract, then it's your fault you signed it. You didn't have to. You didn't have to at all. You could have walked away. And maybe there was another organization that would find the value in it, like, find what you think you were worth at that time. But the fact of the matter is, whether you were talked into signing, whether you decided on your own, whether you had a legal team by you at the same time you were signing the contract, it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is you signed the contract. It is your name, your signature on the piece of paper. So sorry, not sorry, learn your lesson and move on. Like, I I don't care... You know what? I'll even say this. I don't even give a shit if FaZe was to take 100% of all earnings. Let's just think fucking absolute worst case scenario. The best thing that happens to Tifu is you get to use the FaZe brand name. Like, that that's what you get. FaZe takes everything else. The fact of the matter is you signed the paper. You can't... You, you can't be mad. And But I don't think... I think he realizes that, and that's why there's the lawsuit saying it's a uh, against California right, law. Right, he realizes it now. But it's his fault. It's his problem that he realized it too late. It, read the fine print, read the whole thing, have a legal team at the ready, and then make your decision. But you can't be mad once you do it. You made that decision. I, I It blows my mind that people are all like, Save Tifu, release the contract, blah, blah, blah. Fuck off. That is their business matter that they're taking care of. I mean, Tifu did come out and say release the contract phase. It's like, it's not... To me, it seems that, Fif- that Tifu is just trying to, like, raise hype up for it. Yeah. And to put, like, to put phase on the chopping block. And they, they, they've answered. They put it out. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's the thing is that if I was phase, I think phase are handling this just fine. To be completely honest. And, like, if I was FaZe, I'd just be like, nah, dude, I mean, we'll go to court, sure. If you want to go to court, you're paying your own legal fees, so whatever. And then, yeah, it's, I believe you're right. Regardless of the outcome of this, it's definitely going to, it's it's definitely going to shape the future of esports. I, I just can't get it out of my mind that 
if like let's dumb this down even further right we get job offers okay you go to a workplace you interview and you get a job offer you have the opportunity at that point to sign saying you have the job this is what your hourly or hourly rate or salary is going to be here's what your job entails right you can say no but when you say yes then and you sign on the dotted line then it all comes into then everything comes into effect of does your work have arbitrary clauses built into play does your work have non competes so if you do end up leaving can you not go to a competitor for a certain amount of time or be held liable there are things like that that exist in the real world Tifu's contract is Tifu's contract. He signed it. It's his fault. Plain and simple. He could have said no. I know a lot of people are upset by those percentages, but you got to look at it from when that contract was signed too. Right. Tifu wasn't popular yet. He was yet. brand new. Brand new. Mm-hmm. That I mean, it's it's you I don't think people realize what the backing of FaZe did for Tifu. I never heard right. of him before before that. Sure. And what's in like I said, what's to say that so obviously any organization is gonna like give you like get you higher up, right? Like on those in those uh social influencer standings, we'll say. Okay. But you're right. FaZe Clan brought him in. No maybe not not necessarily FaZe Clan made him, but it definitely helped that he had FaZe's name. So, yeah. Anything else you want to add to that? Nah, I think I'm good at this point. I just... Uh, yeah. But uh, what was it... Did you say something in regards to... It was you or somebody else who said something in regards to... Like with sporting contracts. Right? When people are first signed, they're not making max. Like, they're not oh, maxing out their contract. Right. So, coming, looking at it from a phase standpoint, phase is a business. Phase wants to make money. Phase also wants to be in good standing with players and other, and other people, right? So, as a business, the contract was made as a business to make money. Okay? And then phase even said that when that contract was originally made... Other management was at the helm at that time. Yeah. So they've owned up to that. But but again, I keep going back to it. The fact of the matter is Tifu signed it. Regardless of who was at the helm at the time. But yeah, what's to say that... What's to say when those three years are up? Because it was a three-year contract, I think. Right? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. yeah. He could have just went somewhere else. Right. That or FaZe could have come came back... Like, not even taking into consideration how many times they have gone back to him to renegotiate... Like, let's say those three years were up. Face, you're right. Tifu could leave and maybe had a better deal on the table elsewhere. Or Face could have came back to him and be like, hey, we this is where you were when you first started when you came on. Here's where you are now. Here's where we expect growth to be over the next five years. Right? If you stay with us, here's what you'll be guaranteed. Here's your new contract for that. Just like any sports player. And they, they did that. They offered him the new contracts right. already. Right. So, I, uh, it's hard and for me. It's hard to it's hard to be on Tifu's side here. It yep. sounds like he just wants out of something that he signed into. Yes. Um. It's uh. What so? 
what what would you how would you feel like after all this went down yeah all this went down yeah in the courts it's held up nope that's a legal contract you're on the hook tifu and phase goes okay we want our money now and they take it all they take what was in that contract and say see ya you paid us you're gone he signed it like would it be a shitty situation absolutely like that would suck yeah, because that I, would be, I think that, that'd be millions. Well, right, and I, I would also look at FaZe like, that's a really dick move. Like, but he's trying I can't to blame take, them, though. He, he's trying to take them down right now. No, that's, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, I can't blame FaZe if they do something like that once everything comes out and the judge is like, no, Tifu, this is you. Like, I can't be mad at FaZe for doing whatever they're going to do. If that's the outcome, Right. I do seriously believe, and maybe we still don't have the full story. Maybe we don't. But as of right now, it seems like it's all based off this contract. Yeah. All of it. And therefore, it took an individual to sign said contract. <laughs> I am I'm in, putting I'm Tifu, with you. Yes. Uh, no, I, I, I understand. For the listeners at home, I am putting Tifu 100% at blame on this. That's what I'm saying. And if you if you want to defend Tifu, that's one hundred percent fine. By all means, go right ahead. But the fact of the matter is, he signed it, and that's that. He should be held responsible. There it is. All right, shall we move on? <laughs> Let's keep going, man. All right, that does it for COD. Another games watch. Now it's time to talk about some games. In. Rails Adventures within the Halovers! Another games too! Will, what did you play this week? Alright, let's uh let's go through it. I played some PUBG. I got three wins. Very nice. I uh so I only really play like I said, I've only really play with Joey, my buddy. Yes. I don't run in solo. Okay. And I was like, he is very attack hungry. He wants those kills. I'm oh, like, when we played Blackout. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, dude, what? Like, let's just try to survive it out. And kind of changed. He changed his mentality a little bit. And all of a sudden, we started getting to the end and getting wins rather Very than nice. just pushing everything we saw. Okay. Um, progress. Progress. I'm still. <laughs> I'm still. Not, I st- I'm still not the best. I'm not good. I- I'm. I'm okay. But. I'm improving from where I was. I'm kind of getting back into the swing of things. Um, I clutched out one of the wins when Joey had gone down, so that felt good. Hell yeah! But yeah, it's uh, it's going better than it was. I'm not dying every instantly every single time. <laughs> um, Practice makes perfect. Yeah. I'll um the next one here. I asked you guys for some game suggestions last week. I got none. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> the community i'm fucking blast (laughs) sims 4 was free on origin so i'm like screw it i'm downloading it made a character the cheat code from the first sims and the way you enter it is still the same so i load them up with like 200 grand and built a freaking giant house and please tell me that you recreated all of the all of our main community members and then drowned them all for not giving you game suggestions (laughs) Next week. <laughs> <laughs> Next week on The Sims 4. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, that's that happened. 
Then I played some Splitgate today. I was reluctant to download it at first. Why the hell didn't you tell me? Because I don't know. I saw you were online, but I was just running through it. I didn't I didn't know that Natana was gone and you didn't have the baby and usually you don't have time and I just like should have I should have reached out. I'm sorry. It's okay. But what are your thoughts? Play, what are your thoughts on Splitgate? I had to turn the sensitivity way down. Oh, I had to turn it up. Up? Yeah. I'm I'm doing better with it down. Okay. And uh I it's okay. Sure. Um some of the maps I freaking hate. Yep. Just walking, and then all of a sudden, oh, there's a hole here? What? You end up on a totally different level. Um, I don't like... From what I've experienced, people don't know how to play objectively. Objective game modes. Yep. They're all just trying to slay. Yep. So they're running and rotating, and we get 3-0 three, three capped and capture the flag. It's like, come on. But I will say, I'm getting used to the shooting. I like the pistol. Okay. The AR is overpowered, but I think with the mobility in that game, it's okay. Uh-oh. No, keep going. Uh-oh. Keep going. I'm bringing uh, something up. You keep going. Um, the por- I've had some fun with the portals. I have to say, like, we were playing King of the Hill. I put a portal above the room, and I went and sat in the corner of a map and just looked through my other portal and was picking guys off while my teammates were all in that area. And then once they got cleaned out, I jumped in, cleaned up that last kill, sat in the in the hill for a little bit longer. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. You could do that. Um, it gets annoying when it happens to you. Yep. Um, I guess I don't know weapon spawn times yet, since I just started today. They have you can see timers on them though, you which can? is nice. Okay. Yeah, when you run up uh, near them, you'll see a countdown. So that's something I'm still learning: is one where the weapons are on the map and how often they come up. But I, I, I don't know. I had a good time with it. What do you... You obviously said you played it, so we'll get to that in a little bit. Yep. What are your thoughts? I, yep, had, I had a good time. Okay. I, I enjoyed it. Sure. Um, I like that you get the the packs to open, which have, give you customization options. Um, I think that's really cool. I love that. So, Seems like there's a decent amount of customization options as well. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you have the, the helmet, the armor piece, the legs, the jet pack, your portal gun. And then there's weapon skins as well. And emblems. Emblems you can put on. Yep. So, no, I enjoyed it. I think I'll be playing more of it. Um, we should and, play together. Yeah, I played with I played with Joey like two games. Okay, what does he think? Uh, he has fun with it. He's not objective-based, though. He's That's just, fine. He's a slayer. Um, Let's roll together. The three squad? Yeah, because I, I've only played alone. So I think by playing with a squad, it'll probably be more have- fun. I had a better time playing solo than I did with Joey, to be honest, Um, because when you get my experience was when we were playing as a team, we paired up against other teams and the people who've had this game for a while, because there was a beta too, right? Yep. We ran not bad. We ran into more people who were very experienced with the game when we were playing as a team. And maybe that'll just that'll improve as we play more. Sure. Um, We oh, my God. So I. We played, it's like you have to teabag to confirm your kill. Oh, do I have thoughts on that? Um, Go ahead. I, we outslayed the team. Like, none of us went negative, but we lost the game just because we couldn't. People weren't confirming their kills. It was so frustrating. So frustrating. Oh, I know. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Otherwise, it's okay. I haven't jumped into ranked. I don't want to go there yet. Haven't either. Just stuck to social. Ugh. 
Yeah, I wish you could choose what you're playing for like social. Like what game type? Yeah. Yep. If they would have the arena or Slayer sure. variant. Yep, I agree. I would find to be doing just the objective or... Just social Slayer? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I'm what's looking for, but I want the sol- it's new. Because, like, social Slayer gives you a chance to get your gun skills down better. Yes. And movement. your map knowledge. Yep, movement, map knowledge, portals, so on and so forth, yeah. Yep. So I wish they had that, but maybe that maybe that'll be in the future. It's a free to play game. Yep. Um, just just fully released. Yes. So I will be playing more of that. I will. I tried to stream yesterday, mm-hmm. and for some reason, my computer did in, like it was just using more of my CPU than normal. Um. So like the stream just like dropped frames, not holding like not holding frames per second, nothing. So I had to stop. I want to figure that out because I want to stream and play more. Sure. But, um, but yeah, no, Splitgate's good. Be trying it more. Um, and then I also played some Halo 5. Okay. We kind of did an impromptu community play date. Play date. Yeah, because it was, it was at that time, yep. which was really funny. Uh, we hopped in a squad of four, did some Arena Slayer. Yep. Good times. Yep. Thank you guys for playing. It was fun. Yes. Um, and then I played some, some, I played, I tried to play today. Okay. Played three games, matched up against squads of four solo queuing in all three. Oh, Jesus. You know, so that's gotta be, well, it's gotta that be. That was like almost punch my monitor and walk away. I moment. believe it. I was frustrated. We didn't win a single game, as you can imagine. Um, not, none of them were even close. That's always the worst feeling, too. Yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah. Yep. Yep. It's, I'm so frustrated with that too. When people don't like we got, I got camo to start the game and then we were just getting out slayed so hard that like I was ever, never able to get back to camo. Right. And my teammates like would never focus on like, they wouldn't rotate for power weapons. Like snipers coming up in, in 30 seconds. Oh, let's go to the opposite side of the fucking map. What are you doing? And then I'm left to dry trying to hold down an area to, exactly. to get in position to get it. Um, frustrating stuff <laughs> but that's all i played i feel like i may have played something else but i didn't jump on rainbow six didn't jump on division or sea of thieves eh, no that must be it okay what about you so played halo 5 with you and the squad like you said it was a great time um it, w- it was really fun just to get some games in because like you said with the baby and whatnot i really don't have much time anymore so I just asked Natana that night, hey, like I see you were you were trying to get a squad together. I'm like, hey, can I play with Billy and the and everyone? And and she's like, yeah. I'm like, are you sure? She goes, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I've taken advantage. So yeah, <laughs> I got on immediately and it was it was a really fun time. Um and then I also played Splitgate. Um so the reason why I like kind of gave that smirk. Like the the people listening won't understand, but I gave a spark to Will when he was talking about like AR and being overpowered and so on and so forth. So they're Splitgate's releasing an update tonight. Um, again, this is Monday episode released on Tuesday, but patch is going out tonight, and there's going to be audio improvements, including louder enemy footsteps. Oh, thank God! Okay, there's going to be a buffed plasma rifle. Okay, so it's another auto, but uh, like I think that's good. Because I thought it over, like it overheated quickly, so I think having it being a little more powerful, while taking into consideration how quickly it overheats, 
I think that'll be good. We'll see. We'll see. Um, no sprint with the flag or oddball. So maybe a reason why you're getting capped on so quickly is because you could sprint with the oh, objective. In your I hand. know it was quick. Yes. And I was on the giving end of that when I played. So I was running objective and to be honest, we were playing against a team who, what I believe were just starting. So they really didn't know the weapons or anything like that. So we, we were really just slaughtering them. So I was just running back and forth and taking the flag and we ended the game really quickly, but I did not know you could sprint with the flag until like, until I literally picked it up and started running. Um, minor thing that I can't stand is that I have to press the pickup button like F. Oh, to pick up the flag? Yes. I can't stand that. You have to in Halo. No. Don't you? Wait, do you? Yeah, X. I thought it's you just run over it. Am I am I crazy here? I thought you had to pick up the flag. Because you have to juggle it, right? Yeah. Right, but is it just like initial touch and you don't have to? Uh, I think you always have to pick it up. Oh my god, am I being really stupid right now? I'm going to eat my goddamn words real quick. Uh... I just found it weird. Maybe maybe I'm just high. Like, maybe you do have to just pick it up every time in Halo. But I thought, like, when you just run over it the first time, you just automatically pick it up. And then, yes, if you want to juggle it, you have to continually pick it back up. Maybe in, like, earlier Halo games. I'm pretty sure in Halo 5. I'm pretty sure in Halo 5, you have to press the button to pick it up. All right. We're going to stick with that. Um, but, okay. In regards to what you were saying about with the kill confirmed... And having to teabag to confirm a kill. I don't know if it was just me, but I felt like I had to be right on top of oh, it. Yep. And even when I did crouch, it didn't register every time. You had to like spam it. You had to spam it. Right. And it, so for me, it didn't work 100% of the time. And when you're playing like Call of Duty, for example, you run over the tag and you're done. Yep. Simple as that. I get what they were trying. I get the cheekiness of having to teabag to confirm the kill, but motherfucker, if you seriously have that mechanic in and it doesn't work one hundred percent of the time, that game mode is broken. You need to fix that. You need to. That that cannot be inconsistent when it's a pivotal part of that game mode. Um. All right. There's improvements to anti cheat. There's new hit indicators, bug fixes, and more. Those are all the changes that are coming in that in the patch that's coming out tonight. I feel like I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like I would like more like verification that you hit something with with when you shoot. Sure. And I know the reticle turns red, you get the hit markers, but it doesn't like a thump or something. Like right, well, like isn't the, there that audio cue? There might be. I think there is. I think there's an audio cue for every bullet that hits. I need a little bit more oomph sure. behind it. Oh, I can understand completely. I think uh, maybe I'm just so accustomed to hit markers now, but like maybe if they were a little bit more prominent, then I could understand more to make sure that my bullets are actually hitting. How do you feel know. about no actual grenades, but just EMP grenades to close the portals? To be honest, I don't think I've used a grenade yet in that game. Really? I really don't think you throw I those EMP grenades you can close the enemy portals so we've done that where someone's went to like jump and you just hit it right as they're jumping and they fall like fell into their death okay so that's that's kind of been fun I'll but, have to pay more attention to that so to be honest um 
I'm starting to get my bearings a little bit more with the portals themselves, mm-hmm. but I still don't like a majority of the maps that are in the game. Um, like I get that they were designed with the portals in mind and that's perfectly fine. It's just, I think the maps could just be designed better sure. as, as to what that entails. I don't know. I'm not a map designer. It just doesn't feel right. Right. To me. Well, there's, there's one, there's a couple maps where you have to get, um, use a portal to get to like the sniper tower. Sure. Um, to the second level of it at least. And right. you have to have momentum. So that you have to like shoot one down a level, shoot up at that, at like the right. the right angle and then jump, fall, and then go through the portal and you have your momentum carry you through to the next, to, to get to that, like that sniper tower. And then there's also one where there's a weapon in the middle, um, kind of top mid and you have to use a portal to get through to that weapon otherwise it just stays up there so if that's true then part of me thinks that that's not fair because then i mean yeah there's that get good mentality but if if it's not an equal fair shot for every player in order to get that i mean you just have to use the portal system right but with the momentum thing a lot of people aren't going to know that right off the bat yeah. And so when they're going for it and you have a more skilled player who's able to get it right away, that's... That's a learning curve. Sure, yeah. I mean, I can't spring jump in Halo. I don't expect to beat sure. anyone and else. Like I can. said, it, it's just it's just uh, a little thing in my mind. But, you know, it like we said, the game's still brand new. Um, they, they had a lot of time to, uh, to tweak things from the beta and the alpha. Um, they still have a lot of time to tweak things now. I imagine new maps will come out, skins, all that fun stuff. So it's just, it's a, it's a work in progress. Do you feel the similarities to Halo that people have been talking about? Not as much as what people are thinking. Yeah. I, um, just the weapons seem the same. The weapons have the same names. Yeah. AR, battle rifle, plasma plasma rifle. rifle shotgun the plasma is more like a storm rifle to me um yeah shotgun sniper it's your stand and i guess those really aren't coined terms no so i i get that no to me it does not feel it doesn't feel like halo it doesn't and it's not just because the portals that make it not feel like halo it's the gunplay does not feel like halo to me like, I get why people were making that comparison, and some of the people that worked on Splitgate worked on Halo previously. So I get the comparison, but to me, it doesn't... I think people are blowing it out of proportion. It doesn't feel like it. Okay. But that's what separates it from the rest, so not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. I'll I'll play more of it and come up with more formulated opinions, but when I first talked about it, I was definitely against it. Now that the game has fully come out, I feel like some of the things have been fixed, and it looks like they're, it, it seems to me like they're listening to their community, and we'll see what happens. Because one of the big things is that ARs are overpowerful, are overpowered, like you said. A lot of people share the same sentiment. Yeah, you just have to run with the AR right now, and I I have, I did, um, I did do the crouching and strafing thing mm-hmm. one time where someone just ran out of AR ammo, and then I just shot with my pistol and got him. Felt pretty good. Sure. But... Um, but yeah, if, if, if you, if you get hit like once or twice with a pistol and someone just runs through with an AR, you're, you're done. You have no chance. Right. So, um, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that game. Uh, that's it for Will's adventures. Will time for some news. First and foremost, sketch ask community for input. This is by sketch over on Twitter. And he asks curious. 
Do you prefer open discussions and knowing stuff early, even when it's likely to change? Or do you prefer just knowing later once it's truly final? So the final results out of 3,099 votes. 71% say they want early info that's not final. 29% say they want later info when it is final. Will, what do you prefer? Oh, it all depends on the type of information. I mean, if they tell us, hey, Halo Infinite's coming out spring 2020, just, but it's not, it's not confirmed. It's just, you know. Sure, it's a release window. It's maybe spring 2020, but then all of a sudden, oh, wait, it's fall. It's spring 21. It gets, keep things keep changing. So it gets delayed. Yeah. I'd like to know when that final release date is so I can just have my hopes up then. Okay. If it's, hey, we're making this playlist update. Like BTB. BTB. Oh, wait, we've, we've incurred, we found out there's some, there's more to this than we originally thought. Dates changed. I'd like to know that information, that they're at least working on it beforehand. Okay. So it all depends on the type of information. Okay. What about you? How do you feel about it? I want early info. That's Just it. no matter what it is? Yep, doesn't matter what it is because uh, I am too much of a dumbass when it comes to Halo. And uh, I just want all the information as soon as it comes out, regardless of what it is. Because I, I I crave it. That's all it is. I go to sleep at night, just and I wake up in the morning thinking, what new Halo information came? I'm just kidding, I really don't. But, you know, I do crave it. Um, Next news story. Forge Hub announces Husky Raid Forge Contest winners. This is by Warholic over at ForgeHub.com. And I quote, Welcome back. We're pleased to announce the winners of our recent Husky Raid Forge contest today. The artistic achievements of this community never fail to impress us as they constantly raise the bar with their expert level of craftsmanship and creativity. We'd like to give a huge uh, thanks to both Blaze and Randy from 343's Multiplayer Sustain team for making this collaboration possible. We look forward to the possibility of them taking your creations and implementing them into matchmaking in the future. Last but not least, thanks to all the participants for uh, being a proactive component of this multifaceted Halo community and spending the time to make a positive impact. With nearly 100 submissions from all of you, we are grateful for receiving more maps than expected. We're always excited when it uh, comes time to review maps because the community never fails to show us something new each time, reminding us how amazing this craft can be. While the judges commonly shared perspectives on many aspects during the evaluation process, we also had some varying opinions due to the amount of visually diverse submissions. Here are some of our personal favorite maps that didn't make it into the final round that we felt compelled to mention for doing something exceptionally well. So for honorable mentions, we boiled down our favorite maps into a top 10 list, cross-compared perspectives, and voted for what ultimately became our list of top maps for the contest. The level of creativity and craftsmanship required to create some of these environments was truly inspirational. Thankfully, forgers were able to work without the overbearing constraints decorating complex layouts. Historically, this is the most ambitious effort Husky Raid has ever received, and we look forward to providing the same level of support to other community-created modes in the future. Without further ado, here are the top-placing maps from the contest. So for honorable mentions, there's Containment Breach by Spirit in Black, Raid on Control Room by Unsorted Gaming, Submerged by Commander Coulson, and Husky Red by Larger Fiend. The runner-ups are Omission by Temp Firefox Double Zero and Swamp Fever by Certified Champ. Omission by Temp Firefox takes us on a trip through memory lane by pulling inspiration from Cairo Station, a fan-favorite campaign mission from Halo 2. The theme is faithfully ex executed using a sense of minimalism that provides each piece with a sense of purpose with, when detailing its areas. Certified Champ provides us with one of the most unique settings with his submission of Swamp Fever. 
Our immersion in the space is thoughtfully maintained by, a uh, by combining a wide range of atmospheric forge effects and visual cues such as water, fog density, buzzing insects, torch lighting, and a multitude of overlapping sound effects. Meticulously constructed wooden uh, huts overhang the central trench to visually offset the dominance of natural elements below. Both of these maps display an expert level of craftsmanship and transport us to some truly unique spaces, so make sure to check them out. Third place goes to M808B Production by I Need More Bleach. M808B Production is set in a UNSC Scorpion factory and provides us with one of the most meticulously crafted and detail-rich human environments in the contest. The abundance of metal framing, pipes, and other accents help set the tone to make a, con a convincingly gritty industrial atmosphere. The central hallway is one of the map's most defining characteristics, featuring scripted doors that screech like nails on a chalkboard as they grind their way open, reminding players of the imminent danger ahead. The exterior views are just as impressive as the interior areas of the map as tanks are seen moving along an assembly production line with mechanical arms soldered together machine parts. Remember, this is all forge maps. Okay, these are all done in forge. Second place went to Dominus by Harry McClary. That, oh man, if only Harry McClary was competing. That's a great name. Um, Dominus takes place on an Imperial Star Destroyer engaged in active combat against distant rebel ships. Harry McClary gives us one of the most skillfully crafted themes. The interior hallways of the spaceship display clean and precise object usage with well-defined structures and that articulate the space in all the right places. A sense of geometric cohesiveness is imbued in the space as triangular windows, angular doorways, and other structural assets complement each other nicely. An epic space battle can be seen outside of these triangular windows as live turrets are scripted to fire across the distant ships. For an experience that is truly out of this world, we highly recommend this map and congratulate the author for creating one of the best experiences in the contest. I bet Will would get a kick out of playing through that one. And finally, first place went to Traverse by Unsorted Gaming. Traverse is set on a forerunner structure overlooking a large valley with spires and outposts decorating the horizon, creating one of the strongest theme maps in the contest. The architectural elements are carefully placed in a way that balances both interior and exterior spaces evenly, with the skybox art being one of the most defining characteristics of the map. Unsorted Gaming took inspiration from Halo Infinite's engine demo trailer to compose the artistic direction for the overall shape of the natural landscape. The stylization of the Forerunner geometry retains a sense of minimalism that harkens back to classic styles as well. We love so many submissions from the contest but ultimately felt this map delivered the best overall package that made its rise to the top. We look forward to what Unsorted creates in the future. And signing out. We congratulate all the winners for the remarkable achievements and thank all the Forgers who participated collectively, providing us with nearly 100 submissions. Considering our first Halo 5 Forge contest was hosted three years ago, received 445 submissions, I'd say our community remains strong despite the overall tapering population. We'll do our best to keep this going and host more Forge contests in the future, so keep up with pace. If you have any thoughts on what you would like to see for our next contest, please reach out to our staff or make suggestions in our general threads. We're always watching and would love to give our community what they want most. I'm also happy we were able to review and decide on so many maps within a timely manner. We'll do our best to keep judging and posting results within these relatively quick timeframes. I think we'll be forging for quite some time before Halo Infinite releases, whether for contests, personal enjoyment, or advanced preparation. Let's embark on these goals collectively to make them bigger and better. It's the best aspect of our community. Forge on, and we'll see you next time. So, the article will be included in the show notes. Be sure to download all of the maps, take a look, see what you like, what you don't like, they all seem pretty sweet, and the screenshots look amazing. Let me just say that. Next news story. Happy birthday, HBO. No, not the news. I mean, not the television-like channel. 
Okay, not that. This is by Frankie over on Halo Waypoint, and I quote, The first day I ever worked at a video game studio, Bungie to be specific, was a fire hose of information. I had worked as a print and online journalist for the bulk of my career at that point, and while I knew a lot of game developers and I knew the nature and structure of the business from a reporting perspective, it's not the same from the inside. So when Sketch walked me through some of the basics, including a set of tools required to post, update, or correct text on Bungie.net, that could mean it took uh, up to an hour to replace a single misplaced apostrophe that was so outlandish that I genuinely believed it was a first-day prank for the new guy. His note that HBO was a central resource and community partner for us was one of the most welcome onboarding notes. Halo.bungie.org was the community spot for not just Halo stuff, but anything Bungie. I was more familiar with it from the marathon days, in fact, where HBO was one of the better spots to find gameplay information and was a friendly, welcoming, clear, once you find out how to set a forum preference as something that humans can understand, place to engage with, meet, and interact with other Halo and Bungie fans. I had lurked for a long time, but never directly engaged with anyone there, least of all the mysterious, arcane, some say dangerous, Louis Wu, a pseudonym name I recognized from Larry Niven's Ringworld series, an obvious nod to the Halo and, of course, Ringworld Dyson Rings, and eponymous structures on which a lot of the action takes place. Lewis was, of course, Claude Herrera, the distractingly handsome technology specialist who ran HBO as a kind of hobby and sideline to his real business at the time, consulting and building large-scale networks and hosting. Back when everything was all GeoCities and MySpace and whatnot. But it could never be a sideline because the sheer wealth of information, engagement, and activity on HBO was startling for such a small place. And they were not ready. I don't think for the massive increase in scale, traffic, and activity when Halo arrived on Xbox. But ready or not, they adapted and became effectively the Halo equivalent of Lord of the Rings OneRing.net, a fan-driven, community-focused hive of scum and villainy where the patrons were, and still are, united in a shared love of Halo and Bungie games. It was a very international community too, with members from all over the world, a few of whom have become friends with over the years. And the site introduced me to many folks who've either worked now on Halo directly or gone on to work elsewhere in the video game industry, and having HBO in common, like any hobby or passion, has been a uniting force and a source of usually well-intentioned rivalries. Such rivalries were never more amazing than at Claude's legendary LAN parties in Connecticut, one of which I was lucky to attend after a hair-raising nightmare drive from Manhattan into the Deliverance-style cannibal woods where Claude lived. HBO was far from the only Halo land in town, but their gatherings are one of the inspirations for Max Hoberman and Bungie's revolutionary Halo matchmaking systems, a system that's now familiar to any console FPS player and has itself inspired tons of invention and design since. The idea was to make their ridiculous game types something fans could share and to use their inability to start a match in a timely fashion as the inverse pressure to make finding games easy and smooth and intuitive but also to capture their energy and enthusiasm and make it a part of everyone's experience. Max Hoberman had described it as recreating the couch experience online, and nobody has the stomach to ask him if he meant that specific HBO couch. The dankest of them all. In meeting all those amazing Halo fans in the basement and kitchen of HBO's founding father, fed and entertained by his amazing family, and getting to glad hand and rage quit in person with some of the user handles I'd known for years, ranks as one of my favorite all-time video game memories. The sheer joy and dedication of these folks was palpable and contagious, as was that brown velour couch in the land dungeon. So to Jillybean and KP, the Don Wan and Heretic, and He Who Shall Not Be Named, and Shishka slash Walmart, Sir British, and Claude, 
and to many more to mention. Happy anniversary. We love you all. You are officially old and officially awesome. Love Frankie, Sketch, KP, Grimbrother1, Cornman00, and Dan Kosich. So for those who don't know what HBO is, it's halo.bungie.org. Check it out. It's one of the longest running community sites for Halo, period. And yes, those lands were something to be imagined. Um, so yeah, happy anniversary to you guys. And here's to many, many more years to come. Next news story. The MCC playlist update for May 22nd, 2019, posted by Postums over at HaloWaypoint.com. The following changes are included. Remove Derelict and Longest Slayer and Battle Creek Siege from CE8V8 Mayhem. Added Rat Race One Flag CTF to CE8V8 Mayhem and increased weighting of Battle Creek, Hang'em High, High, wait, Battle Creek, Hang'em High Slayer, and Rat Race King of the Hill. Enabled 8v8 snipers in the BTB social matchmaking presets. CE maps include Sidewinder, Hang'em High, Boarding Action, Blood Gulch, and Timberland. H2 maps include Burial Mounds, Colossus, Zanzibar, Coagulation, Headlong, Relic, Terminal, and Tombstone. H2A maps include Stone Town, Bloodline, and Remnant. Halo 3 maps include Sandtrap, Valhalla, Standoff, Rat's Nest, Avalanche, and Longshore. And Halo 4 maps include Longbow, Meltdown, Ragnarok, Harvest, Daybreak, and Perdition. Looking ahead. There are several bugs that the community has helped make us aware of spanning all titles in MCC. Your passion for higher quality has been a driving force second to none, and helped us work towards making MCC the best it can be. On our end, we are ever trying to be as transparent as possible and finding new ways to improve your insights into what we are doing on various issues the community has. With MCC PC being the primary focus of the publishing team, fitting in additional investigations and bug fixes isn't always the easiest thing. However, this, this team is working... Uh, this team is one of the most dedicated I've ever had the privilege to work with. They're committed to addressing bugs when possible that are impactful in updates they release. Currently, the team is looking into a few bugs focusing on Halo CE and H2C, along with global networking investigations. These are all work-in-progress issues, but wanted to share the news that we are at least investigating and have verified a few is fixed internally. Fixed internally. Halo 2 Classic Kill Trading for both Melee and BR Kills. Huh, okay. And then Halo 2 Classic Gamma setting has been retuned to mirror Halo 2's Xbox Gamma settings. Hopefully that means that game isn't dark as fuck anymore. Because Halo 2 is dark. Real dark. Currently investigating. Possible network-related calls causing players to be removed from match while loading. That was a problem. Um, addition of custom game options to turn on or off betrayal booting for Halo 2 Classic and Halo CE. Split-screen players being auto-booted when playing custom games and betraying each other. Okay. How would you be... I don't know, that's stupid, but I'm glad they're fixing it. Or hopefully soon. And then adding H2A Community Forge content to matchmaking. So there you go. That's it for the regular news. Now, just a few pieces of competitive news. First up, Halo Data Hive gets an MCC update, Will! This is posted by Matty Rums over at NoobCombo.com. And I quote, One of the best sites and tools for Halo statistics, Halo Data Hive, put out a tweet about an update that has been an update made that will now support MCC. And I quote, First update in a while, you can now find your latest 100 games of MCC by game and game variant. The gamer tag in the top navigation bar now has a dropdown for Halo 5 or MCC stats. Hopefully more on the way. Fantastic. Now we wait I mean, maybe it's too late now, um, but hopefully now we're able to get scrim, like, soon we're going to be able to get scrim results. 
I'm hoping. I'm really hoping. Um, next news story. Philly Esports presents a 2v2 Halo 3 Summer Slayer tournament. Here's the event information. It's Halo 3 MCC. It's a 2v2. The tournament will be taking place at the Science Center in University City, Philadelphia. They are located at 3675 Market Street, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 19104. The prize pool is currently set at $800 total, but through merch crowdfunding and additional sponsors, this can go up. See the prize pool section at the bottom of the page for a breakdown. And for the equipment, Xbox One, monitors, controllers, and desks, and chairs will be provided at the event. We highly encourage all competitors to bring their own uh, controller and headsets to the event. All other information will be included in the Twitter link in the show notes of the Google Doc of the show. And finally, the AGLA American Griffball League of America Spring League 2019 Week 1 Community Power Ranking Survey is now open. This is by Play Griffball. It's a tweet, and I quote, Voting for Week 1 Community Power Rankings is open. Rank the teams from best to worst. Results will be averaged together and posted at the start of Week 2 with additional player analysis. So check it out, the tweet, in the Google Doc, or the show notes of the show. Will that does it. For the news. And with the news out of the way, I think you have some tournaments to recap, Will. All right, so let's start off. It's not really a tournament, but the Mixer matchup, the Halo 5 uh, event that took over, that took place on Mixer. Yes. Uh, basically, it was just tracking kills. Yep. And the top competitors got some prizes. Yes. So there was actually 50 players that, that got, got $500, $500 which is pretty cool to see. Yes. Um, let's run through, I'm not going to run through all 50, but we'll run through the top 10. Sorry, Paul Shee. So um, 10th place went to Bad Kid. 9th went to Manta DeRay. Um, in 8th, we had J Gravity. 7th, Fluriously. Sixth, Looney. Fifth was Deadeye. Fourth was Amplify. Third was Warlord. Second was Struggle. And first was Tyrant. He averaged 1.27 kills a minute over the last six and a half days, which is crazy. And those, uh, those are your winners. Top 10. There's uh, 40 other players that took home. Go check out the uh, tweet Moses put out. It'll be in the linked in the Google Doc of the show notes. Um, let's see, moving on. Halo Project Brazil. It was a Halo 3 doubles qualifier. It was their first one. Um, first place went to Fair Play. Second place went to Too Easy. And third went to Remedoris. Um, do we have any player names for those? or Not that I'm aware of. Not the, so hopefully we can figure out where those teams are. Yes. Um, moving on, we had a Real Ones Memorial Day Halo 2 4s tournament. And of course, first place went to realones.gg. So they held their own tournament and won. Um, this was Hurricane, MVC, Squanto, and the Frenetic. They must be the real ones, Will. It must be. Second place went to Final Boss. This included Sup Main, LA, Con420, Wild, and Scooter. Third went to Daddy and the Dirts. <laughs> That's a great team this name. This included Zildjian, Prawn, Yo Mom Loves Me and Euphoria. Fourth place went to FBI. This included Havoc, 
Jamos Def, Pablo Sins, and Allen. Fifth and sixth went to God's plan, which included Red Shot Mines, ZD, and Chrism. And then Money Baggers was Driven, Revert, Pool Boy, and Mathlete. Moving on to the Halo Draft League weekly matchup results. Get ready for this list. Velociraptors went up against one time. It was a 3-0 going to the Velociraptors. Manipulative Smurfs took on one time. It was a 3-2 close series going to Manipulative Smurfs. Josh's favorite team, Bed Bath & Beyonce, took Go on three. Snowball and Turtles. And uh, Triple B won by forfeit. Beyonce. Next up, the Misfits went up against the Flight. Misfits win by forfeit. Platinum's Best took on the Misfits. 3-1 to Misfits. Manipulative Smurfs versus Scars Esports. Manif- uh, the, the, blah, 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 blah. the Smurfs won via forfeit. Uh, Bed Bath and Beyonce went Beyonce? up against Instinct. They did not come out on top this time. Instinct took it 3-0. Beyonce. Scars Esports went up against FTP. FTP wins, wins via forfeit. FTP also went up against the Smurfs. 3-0 to FTP. And YBW versus Shooketh Squad. YBW wins via forfeit. Lots of forfeits taking place this week. I, I I just think it was due to like matches that were unable to be scheduled for extended periods of time. Therefore, they just chalked it up to a forfeit at that point, able to keep the matches going. I'm sure this is usually a heavy vacation time with sure. Memorial Day. So probably people traveling. We'll see. Makes sense. Moving on to the AGLA Spring League 19 Week 1 results. In Mungo, we trust went up against Hypist. Mungo won three, five to three. Sorry, were you gonna say Mungo Pungo? I was. Uh, yeah, that's the gamer tag. Start that. Yep, I know. Uh, Mungo also went up against Hypist again, five two to Mungo. Monstars took on Junkyard Dogs, five three to Monstars. Monstars against Junkyard Dogs again, five zero to Monstars. Ninth Wonders versus On the Fence, five three to Ninth Wonders. On the Fence versus Ninth Wonders, five. Two to On the Fence. Next up was Sylvia's Connection versus Truthless and the Truthless Ets. 5-2 to Sylvia. Say that one five times fast. We had those same two teams go up against each other. (laughs) 5-3 to Sylvia. Monstars took on Hypist. 5-4 to Monstars. Hypist took on Monstars again. 5-1 to Hypist. Ninth Wonders versus Defiance, 5-3 to Ninth Wonders. It seems like a lot of the hosting teams are winning. Yes, but it's also a lot of back and forth. It is. It is. Which is which is good to see because, the, now again, this is week one, right? And not all the matches are complete yet. But I do like how we've, we've had multiple instances where when we covered this league in the past, it was a lot of one-sidedness. Yeah. Right? So it's definitely good to see a lot more competition in this space. And uh, I'm liking it. We're going to have to wait and see what happens in the future. But yeah. That's all we have for tournaments this week. Very nice, Will. Thank you very much for reading through those. Greatly appreciated. Will, it's time for our weekly topic. But this time it's not just any topic because what very well could be the, <laughs> the final Halo 3 tournament I mean, we just don't know. This is pure speculation. I'm just like trying to build hype up right now because we have DreamHack Dallas, the grassroots event that is going to be taking place this coming weekend. 
Can't wait. Will's excited. I know that. I'm excited. Because we just have more... Compa- oh, okay. Will's not very excited anymore. Oh, it's I'm fine. Just, I'm, I'm just kidding. kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, it's it, it very well... We, we don't know what's coming after this. Nothing's been announced after this yet. We have we have the grassroots uh we have the new grassroots um organizations that have been brought in GT Halo Europa Halo um so they'll obviously continue things on but it looks like they're doing a good amount of Halo 5 as well so we'll see what happens there um and then I mean you never know Dreamhack could come back with another event UGC could come back with another event it's it's a whole it's all up in the air at this point we really don't know so here's hoping that we get an announcement Championship Sunday on what's coming in the future because I can't be sitting here like twiddling my thumbs. I got to know. I want to know early, Will. I want to know even if things change, Will. We got to know. Um but let's talk about Dreamhack Dallas. Let's see what's going on. We have the player handbook here. We're going to read through it. We got some predictions. We got the whole 9 yards. Let's get into it. So, the schedule. All times listed in the schedule are supposed to be seen as guidelines. We're running an accelerated schedule, and therefore, you may play earlier or later than what is listed here. As a participant, it is your own responsibility to follow the tournament schedule. Be available and ready should you have to play. You are expected to arrive early as well. So, for Friday, May 31st, 10 a.m., Halo 3 4v4 check-in opens. At 12 p.m., Halo 3 4v4 check-in closes. At 1 p.m., 4v4 open bracket for Halo 3 begins. At 2 p.m., Halo 3 4v4 pool play starts. And at 10 p.m., Halo 3 4v4 open bracket and pool play ends. So realistically, from 1 p.m. to 10 p.m. is when gameplay is going to be taking place. Those Those are not set in stone times. Again, they're running an accelerated schedule. Saturday, June 1st, 8 a.m., the Halo 3 free-for-all sign-up starts. At 10 a.m., the free-for-all sign-up closes. At 11 a.m., the free-for-all starts, and the 4v4 pool play continues. At 2 p.m., the uh, Halo 3 4v4 championship bracket commences. And at 7 p.m., the the 4v4 and free-for-all ends. Free play will be open for a couple of hours if you're at the event. Okay? Again, time subject to change. And finally, Sunday, June 2nd. 11 a.m. Halo 3 4v4 Championship Bracket continues. The Grand Final will be taking place at 3 p.m. for the free-for-all. At 4 p.m., the Grand Final for the 4v4 will be taking place. And with an expected complete end time at around 6 p.m. Okay? This is all central time, mind you, because they're in Dallas. Okay? So I guess I should have prefaced that ahead of time. Again, time subject to change. Player Equipment. All teams and players are expected to bring their own functioning peripherals to be used for tournament play in the following categories. Controllers, standard Microsoft Xbox Xbox controllers, Xbox Elite controllers, Scuf controllers, or Razer Wolverine controllers. No other controller will be permitted for tournament play. Get your modded shit out of here. Controller micro USB cable. Players must remove all batteries from controllers. Okay, Spartan's not competing, so don't worry. Um, Rip. Headsets. Players must provide their own headsets for tournament use outside of main stage. The the headsets must run off a single 3.5mm headphone jack. Astros will be present on site to be able to to provide her loaners. 
During featured stage matches, players have to wear noise-canceling headphones provided by DreamHack. And then in-ear headphones to use during featured stage games. Prize money breakdown. All prizes may be subject to applicable tax withholding. So, for the Halo 3 4v4, first place will be taking home $25,000. Second will be taking home $10,000. Third, $6,000. Fourth, $3,000. Fifth and sixth, $2,000 apiece. And seventh and eighth, $1,000 apiece. Therefore, $50,000 total. And for the Halo 3 free-for-all, first place will take home $3,000, second will take home $1,500, and third place will be taking home $500 for a prize pool of $5,000 total. The format. The DreamHack Dallas Halo Grassers event is divided into three stages. The 4v4 open bracket is up to 64 teams, double elimination bracket, all matches are best of five, the four best teams advance to pool play, and place five through uh, places uh, fifth through eighth are placed in the elimination bracket in the championship bracket. Okay, so the top eight teams will move on from the open bracket. For four v four pool play, twelve seeded teams based on the online UGC qualifier, four qualifying teams from the open bracket. All matches are still best of five. Each group will have four teams in it. For the championship bracket of the 4v4, 20 teams qualified through open bracket and pool play, double elimination bracket. All matches are best of five until elimination bracket and winner's bracket finals. Elimination bracket and winner's bracket and grand finals are best of seven games. And finally, for the Halo 3 free-for-all, it's a single elimination bracket. Up to 256 players can enter. It's a first-come, first-served Saturday morning basis. Three heats per round. It's going to be on Heretic. The starting loadout's a battle rifle. Time limit's 12 minutes. Scores unlimited. Eight players per game. Four players advance from each round. Map rotations. The map pool is based on the latest MLG V8 settings. The maps can be found at the link that they provide in the article of the Google Doc of the show and to the show. So make sure to check it out. All of it's listed there so you can find out for every single stage of pool play and the bracket, all of the game types and maps are there. Check it out. The free-for-all score system and ties. Each player will be awarded points based on their placement after each heat. The four players with the most points after three heats will advance to the next round. First place takes home eight points, second with seven, third with six, fourth with five, fifth with four, sixth with three, seventh with two, and eighth with one. Point, respectively. In the event of a tie between two or more players, ties will be broken in the following order. Most kills followed by most assists followed by fewest deaths. So there you go. There is the rule book or the handbook, I guess you could say. All the information is there. We include a link as well. You can check everything out. How about the talent that we are going to be hearing from all weekend long? A little bit smaller of a roster this time around, but the following are going to be included. We have Lottie and Lethal. Lottie will be at the desk. Lethal will be a host on the floor, if I'm not mistaken. Then we have Wonderboy, Clutch, Gaskin, and none other than fragging like a pro himself, hashtag free T2, Tom T Squared Taylor. He will be there. And uh, he will be square. Duh. <laughs> will just gave me a, are you fucking kidding me smile? I was waiting for that all day. Thank you for providing that to me. 
Will, that's it for the majority of the information for the tournament. But I asked the folks, I asked the listeners at home, what were their predictions among other thoughts for this upcoming Halo 3 tournament? Here's what we have. From Discord, Duststorm states, I would really like to see the big team battle Bonanza return. I don't think it's going to happen, but I agree. I, I think that was an amazing thing that happened um, at the Invitational. So here's hoping that in future HCS, uh, HCS events that they actually do include some cool off-the-wall shit like that. I think that was possible, though, just because there wasn't a open bracket there. Mm-hmm. So Couldn't agree more. With the invited teams, you knew what you were expecting. Like, you had your expectations there. Therefore, you could do some wacky stuff. Um, inbound ODST states, I'll start my DreamHack Dallas predictions. Golden Boy wins the Iron Throne. So, Game of Thrones, you know, we talked about it. Golden Boy, unfortunately, did not win the Game of Thrones. No spoilers. <laughs> Golden Boy makes, like, a, a weird appearance like Aaron Rodgers did, except Aaron Rodgers died. Ha, ha, ha. Um... Get it? That's a that's a joke because we're Vikings fans. And Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback for the Packers, for those who don't know football. Um, King Abyss states, my prediction is infinite. Takes home first place. Wreck and Tox are top three. And as for the free-for-all, I couldn't say. And I'm not sure what other Halo events we're going to have, uh, we have going on there. As for players to watch, I'm excited to see what Boobadoobo does. And I'm interested to see how the new GMS roster and how they do. So, that's a really good point. We, we'll talk about our predictions later on, Will. But... GMS basically lost. They lost half their roster. What was it? Eco and Frosty? Yeah. They're, they're now on, they're now on falling esports with, uh, neighbor and ace. Who the fuck did they pick up? We'll have to wait and see. Um, but I, I don't know about that infinite. That, yeah, they place well in the online qualifiers, but we'll talk about how online does not equate the same to land. Um, next up. Mark owns your face. Came in hot with a prediction list here. First place goes to Tox. Second to Wreck. Third to Infinite. Fourth to GMS. Fifth to Lux. Sixth to Elevate. And players to watch are Shotzi on Infinite. Frosty on GMS. Well, not anymore. (laughs) Wenzor and Omega on Lux. How will they do on LAN? Omega, not anymore. Omega, not anymore. (laughs) See? In the span of like fucking three days. It's ridiculous. Um, I thought those were good predictions, to be completely honest, and we'll talk about ours soon. Heavy Rainfall states, first, Midwest Esports, gotta show my guys some love. Second, going to Wreck. Third, going to Tox. Fourth, going to GMS. Fifth, going to Denial, if Blackbeard is there. Fifth, going to Lux, if Blackbeard isn't there. (laughs) Sixth, going to Elevate. Players to watch. One, absolutely agree, Frosty on GMS, no longer on GMS. I mean, Frosty's one to watch anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, two, a savage cat. Or as Will likes to say, what? A strange cat? A strange Will? cat. And then fifth, uh, I mean, no, fifth. Jesus Christ, my numbers are all mixed up. Third, Aries on denial. Feistro states, first going to Lux. He's showing his guys some love as well. Second, going to Tox. Third, going to Infinite. Fourth, going to Sage. Fifth, going to Wreck. Sixth, going to Fallen. Seventh, going to GMS. Eighth, to Denial. Ninth, to Rami and Company. And then the players to watch, Gilkey, obviously. Shotzi, how will he perform at his first Halo 3 LAN? And Demon D, how will he perform on a team with less slaying power? All good points. 
We'll have to wait and see. Lawrence Alpert states, simply, Wreck. He's a huge Snipedown fan. Makes sense. He wants Wreck to win. I want Wreck to win as well, but we'll see what happens. Goalie Sniper states, I just hope everyone has fun. Kidding. I think it's between Tox and Wreck. Everyone else fight for third down. Look, I'm going to be uh, completely eat my words now and they'll both lose. <laughs> I'll probably be wrong. I haven't really had the chance lately to keep up with all, what's all been going on. But looking at the rosters across the tournament, there's some good players on every team. The advantage I give Tox and Wreck is the chemistry and amount of time they've been together. Everyone else seems to be dropping and picking up new players, which I agree with. If a guy, if a guy like Penguin is a free agent, go for him. But I think the teamwork and familiarity plays a big factor in Halo 3. So I'm curious how the two week old rosters are going to perform together. And if they faced, if they're faced with adversity, can they rise above it? I hope so. It makes for great viewing. That's what we got for the community uh, predictions. Will, what do you got? Who do you think's coming right. on on top here? Just because they are who they are. In first place, I have talks. There's Bold prediction. Yeah. <laughs> Bold move, Cotton. Let's see if he pays off for him. Um yeah, I got Tox on top. They've they've been there. They know what they're doing. Um, in second, I have Infinite. Okay. Um, well, moving on. Third through fourth, I have Wreck and Falling Esports. Okay. Um, of course, I'm a Wreck fan. Yep. But they haven't proven themselves to me in these qualifiers. And I, there's something to be said about getting, you know, if you're getting fifth or sixth, but when you're like 19th or, you know, in that 16th range group and you're not performing, I'm I'm a little worried going into, into the land. Um, my fifth through eighth, and this could be really in any order. I have Lux, Denial, GMS, and Sage. Okay. That's, that's really what I got. What about you? Who, who do you have? So in first, surprising absolutely everybody, I have Tox. So that's that's an obvious one. They, yeah, they're absolutely dominant. Now, okay, second, I have Wreck. The reason, I be, if I'm not mistaken, they took first at the Invitational. Right? I'm pretty sure they won the Invitational. Did they not? Didn't that come down to, maybe they did. I'm. It's been so long. You see, if they would keep current... <laughs> um, tournaments going I might know this information a little better hold on I'm, I'm literally going to look this up like on the spot right now because I'm I'm genuinely interested here do, 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 do. Sunday yep they won okay so Reciprocity won the HCS Invitational South by Southwest it was I, I was actually surprised if, I, if I'm not mistaken when we did the recap of that show I was very surprised that they were able to take it and I was very happy that they did. Um, and again, have they not placed well during the online qualifiers? Yes. Do I think that has to do with their skill in Halo 3? No. The reason why I say that is because I don't think that all of them have been competing each time. Snipedown got married today. Yeah. Okay. He said other things going on, right? Something tells me that they weren't, I don't know. So, like, it's not their Halo skill. To me, it's not their Halo skill that gave them those lower placing and those online qualifiers. Honestly. 
And frankly, remember what we talked about? Does it really matter? Those qualifiers? Does the seeding points really matter? The good teams are going to outweigh the bad teams. Plain and simple. Now, yes, you could have harder matchups from the get-go. Don't get me wrong. But if you're just a better team, then you're the better team. So I have talks taking second. I mean, re- I have reciprocity taking second place at this tournament. I I think the Tox roster is just too good. I think they're just too good, especially on the land environment. Third, fourth, I have infinite and falling. Um, so again, the another reason why I have Tox and Wreck in first and second is because that ro- those rosters have been together the longest, and I think the chemistry is there, plain and simple. I think they have the highest opportunities to win. For Infinite and Falling, Infinite have placed very well at damn near all of the online qualifiers. And yes, online is not the same as LAN. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to take it into consideration. So with Infinite's placing during these online qualifiers, I give them an edge to take third, fourth. Not to win the whole thing. And then for Falling Esports, I think they have too much talent to place lower than 3-4. That roster is brand new. Okay? With a week going into the tournament, that roster is basically brand new. Now, the players know each other. And like I said, I think that the team has too much, too much skill to place less than 3-4. That is why they are there. And then again, like you said, Will, my 5th through 8th can be basically interchanged as well, but I don't think they break out of that 5th through 8th spot. If they do, I would frankly just be surprised. My 5th through 8th include Lux, Denial, Sage, and GMS. Why am I including GMS in there when we don't know their full roster? Because of Gabriel and Fantasy, that's why. They showed they were a dominant force at that 2v2? Yes. I feel like no matter who's with them, they can... They can rise above. Yes, as they've shown consistently. So, depending upon who they've picked up, like I said, I don't think they break 5th through 8th, no matter who they pick up. I just don't. Because, again, we're too, we're too, or like, we're too close to the tournament at this point. Um, Denial, they've been exposed. They've just straight up been exposed. But... That doesn't mean they're a bad team. They're consistent. They, they've remained together. So, but again, I just think that they've been exposed. I don't think they'll break the top five through eight. Um, Sage. Newer roster. They have good talent, though. But again, I just don't think they have what it takes against these other teams. And then Lux. Um, they made major roster changes in the span of three days. I don't think you break top five through eight, regardless of having Penguin on the team. Nope. Again, if any of these, if any of those four teams break out of fifth, I'll be, I'll be surprised. Knowing what's ahead of them. Yeah. I will be surprised. And that's, you know what? I'll even, I'll even say this is, that's not a detriment to any of those other teams either, because Hell, with the amount of fucking roster changes that have taken place, that gives a lot of teams an opportunity to step up. Like, a lot. So, 
But again, I think fifth through eighth is anybody's game at this point. But I, I, I think my, I think my first through fourth are pretty locked in for me. So we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um, a couple notable players here. I want to get your thoughts, Will. Coming from the Halo Five side of things, Frosty and Shotzi. Okay, this could very well be Frosty's last Halo event. Period. He could very well just move on to COD one hundred percent of the time, especially with the new one releasing. If it's going to be the new, if it's going to be Modern Warfare, is what they're supposedly calling it. He could very well be one hundred percent moving on to Call of Duty after this tournament. Shotzi, I feel is a little bit more up in the air, but he is of, he will, yeah, either is of age now or will be of age to compete in Call of Duty. He did say that's where his heart lied. He wanted to go there. Who knows at this point whether he stays or he goes where the presumed money is with Call of Duty. What are your thoughts on these two Halo 5 gods in this Halo 3 event? I guess I, I don't really have an, an opinion. It's okay. good, good to see. I think they're just competing because they are competitors and they want to want to compete and keep going. Um, we'll see if their skill holds up because it's different movement styles. It's a it is. it's a whole different game. Um, but I mean, if you have the FPS skill, you you have the you have the skill. Exactly, so. exactly. Couldn't agree more. Um, Frosty. Frosty and Shotzi, they're both not new to Halo 3 in general. Well, sure. Um, yes, they're they're new to probably competing in the game, but they're definitely not new to the game itself. They've played Halo 3 countless, like for countless hours. So you're right. It's it's all it's all gonna be based off gun skill, and I think they're on two powerhouse teams for sure. And I think this event, every time we have roster mania, part of me just gets more and more upset because I'm like, why can't teams just remain consistent? Why can't teams want to get better as like a cohesive unit? Right. And then every week new changes come out and it just throws everything out of whack for once for the very first time. In my opinion, I think this tournament could be, absolutely incredible and bonkers at the same time because i think the amount of shakeups that could happen like the amount of upsets that could happen is like unfathomable due to the amount of roster changes that have taken place over the past two weeks like no nobody knows remember when denial came on the scene yeah at the ugc halo classic and nobody knew uh it was shaley right Mm-hmm. Nobody knew how he was going to perform. He was brand new. And they like they were dominating. Because nobody knew what his play style was like. They're like, what the fuck is this kid? Now, you could have a bunch of mini denials that are taking place in this tournament due to nobody knowing how teams are going to play. So like I said, it could be a total disaster. Or, it could be like the most amazing game five, every single series event that we've ever seen. I don't know. 
I really don't know. I just don't. Um, obviously, what we're going to be doing this weekend is we're going to be doing a watch slash listen along in the Discord. So if you're interested, you can hop into the voice channel that we have there. Uh, will and I will try to be there over the weekend and we'll just be talking to you guys. We'll be watching the event together and we'll be getting hype and shit. It's going to be great. And then Justin LaFleche, before we finish this segment off here, I just want to give a shout out to Justin because he actually suggested something else that I'm going to do as well. Um, or attempt to do because I know you're probably going to be over for it. Uh, a type of watch slash listen along for the Microsoft E3 press conference. Because we're going to be getting Halo Infinite news there. And I want to hear what everybody else has to say about that. We can get some live predictions and whatnot as well. And that will be the topic for next week's show. Obviously, is going to be uh, E3 predictions. Microsoft specifically. Um, so yeah, shout out to you, Justin. Thank you for that idea. I think it's great. And we're definitely going to do it. Will, is there anything you want to talk about for DreamHack Dallas before we move on? Um, again, I just hope that the quality is top-notch. Um, Fridays, we know, are usually riddled with technical issues. And hopefully Saturday and Sunday go smoothly. And it's entertaining to watch. Yes, hopefully. Hopefully. Just, I guess my, my big thing is it's always, if they have so many commercials and so many so much downtime... It can really make a tournament feel like it's dragging on. Yes. Um, the more engaged your viewers are, the better experience they feel they're going to have, and more likely they'll come back to watch some Halo. Couldn't have said it better myself, Will. That was phenomenal. Thank you very much. All right. That does it for our DreamHack Dallas preview. I'm excited. Uh, Halo 3, man. I know, I know it can be slow sometimes, for sure. I definitely feel that. But anytime a major tournament comes up, I just get jazzed. Fucking jazzed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, well, it's time for some shout outs. <laughs> just want to give a happy birthday shout out to uh, Royal 2 and the one and only Moses. Happy birthday to you guys. Hope you guys enjoy the day and uh, enjoy the year as well. Being another year older, another year wiser and... Yeah. Moses, welcome to the 27 Club. It's, uh, it's, it's something. <laughs> that's, it's something. Um, Will, that's it for the shout outs. What do you got for the community creations? As always, go check out me Monday on Reddit. Over on Halo Waypoint, there was the community spotlight by Snickerdoodle. Check that out. Um, we have a YouTube video. Single Halo Clips, April 19, Halo MCC Top 10. Commentary by Tommy Cost. We have HGS Pro Talk Tour to Walsh by Scud Puddle over on YouTube. You were a part of that four-hour yeah. game session. Yep, it's, a, it's his whole POV. Damn. He um, gets shit on multiple times. So <laughs> do I. By him. We have Clips of the Week number three by High Tech Redneck over on YouTube. We have How Combat Evolved was downfragged downgraded on MCC how the original vision is being lost to time by late night Halo go check out that YouTube video and then what is Halo Reach MCC on PC primer series by Halo Cannon YouTube video as well watch that video this morning when it released very very good okay so for those who, who don't really know about Halo Reach what it did for the Halo scene for the community definitely check that video out 
It's really good. Really well done. That's all we got for community creations. Will, I still have homework to do when I get home. I didn't actually finish that before I came over here to record. So, uh, yeah, that's that's something that I d- didn't do. Um, and yeah, I also need to get food. Because I didn't eat before coming over here to record. I'm a mess. What are you doing, man? I know. My life is just in shambles. <laughs> I had the whole day to myself in my own home. Because my wife and child went to... Uh, went to visit her grandpa uh, yeah her grandma and so i just didn't know what to do with myself it was weird is I, I have no idea what's going on anymore and now comes the time of the show where i where i stall and just stare at you lovingly across the microphone <laughs> we'll plug the show you can find us on your favorite podcast services just search for hcs pro talk we are on itunes Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, and others as well. Leave us a review and let others know about the show. We have our Discord. Join the community discussion. Lots of great things going on over there. Lots of great talk. And that's where our watch and listen along will be. You can join our Xbox Club or Spartan Company. Search for HCS Pro Talk on your Xbox. We have a Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Mixer, and Esportspedia page as well. Check those out. Search for HGS Pro Talk on those respective sites. And Josh? Yes, Will? What do we have on the next episode? Will, Will, thank you for asking. We have our DreamHack Dallas post show. We're going to be talking about all the results. We're going to talk about whether or not our predictions were correct. Were correct. Guess what? They usually never are. Ours specifically. Um, and yeah, we're just going to talk about the event as a whole. And then we also have, it's going to be like a kind of like a double header topic We have our E3 2019 pre-show taking place next week as well, specifically the Microsoft press conference. We want to know everything that you're expecting, wanting, needing in terms of Halo Infinite and just Microsoft in general. What are you expecting to see? We're going to talk about it all next week. But, uh, Will, before we close out the show, for those who have made it this far, I'm just going to say this one thing. It's a little tease. For those who are going to be at... Halo Outpost Discovery, Chicago specifically. We're going to be having something there. Stay tuned. It's going to be a good time. And we can't wait. We can't, we cannot wait until you get to see what this is. I think it's going to be great. And then also get excited for the panels that are going to be taking place. Will and I are going to be on a couple of them. If they get approved, obviously. And it's just going to be a great time. We hope to see you there. We hope to get to talk to you, go out for some drinks, hang out, all that fun stuff. It'll be a good time. But ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do for episode 75 of HGS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening. And uh, we love you from the bottom of our hearts. And we'll catch you next week where we talk about hopefully what is an amazing Halo 3 tournament and some E3 predictions. But until then, bye bye!